strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and I welcome you to another episode of Strategy Talks. I am so super excited that you are here with us. If you're here live, please let us know in the comments where you're joining us from. If you're watching this on the replay, we would love to see hashtag replay in the comments so that both my guest and I can answer your questions and a special shout out to our podcast listeners for Strategy Talks. I'm so excited that you're here as well. So before we, uh, before I introduce you to today's guest, I want to do a quick shout out to Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for both brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Yvonne Hyman. Hi, Yvonne. How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, I think we lost Yvonne for a second. So let me go ahead and introduce you to Yvonne. Yvonne is not only the leading ClickUp YouTuber, but also a highly valued consultant to its developers, as well as a passionate business efficiency consultant and mindset coach to live streamers, social media managers, YouTubers, and coaches. Using her knowledge of over 12 years running multiple businesses, she helps her clients organize, strengthen, and streamline their businesses into profitability and success. Yvonne is a force to be reckoned with. When her husband died, she was determined to not only resume her passion for building bulletproof businesses, but also to make sure that those who go through something similar can find the same solace and excitement entrepreneurship that she did. She wants everyone to go through a life-changing challenge to know they can come out on top too, even if it takes time. Her work is driven by a vision of a world where digital entrepreneurs not only make a living doing what they are passionate about, but thrive and wear their passions and as badges of honor. A world where no one is ever faced with the decision of having to put business and making money over family and loved ones. That's Yvonne's mission. So Yvonne, you are back. Yay. There you are. Everything was perfect in the green room. You go live and everything goes black. <laughs> and it's not even Monday. It's Tuesday. What I, happened? I, I don't know. know. But you know what? <laughs> you made a grand entrance. So I just introduce you to all of our listeners and um, all of those who are here watching. So Yvonne, you, I love your bio. You know, I get to read a bio every week and um, there was a lot to unpack in there, yeah. but I love that last sentence. Um, let me just re, re, reframe that. A world where no one is ever faced with the decision of having to put business and making money over family and loved ones. Now that's something that's really important to you, right? Can you share a little bit more about that? 
Yeah. So um, in, let me get my years right, 2012, 2013, my late husband had gotten diagnosed with cancer. So for everybody that knows me back in the day from that time, Pete was somebody where it's like, we always said, he's going to pull a Pete. He's going to come out of this. It's fine. Um, it was a uh, head and neck cancer. Early did early found there is 75% chance of long-term recovery rate. For, for a year and a half, there was no question in my mind he's going to make it through. So I put everything into this. We were lucky enough to live in a town that he was, I need to say, alive. Fourth generation, third generation, which is a big deal in the States, right? So we had the support system. We had people helping. I pretty much handed off my clients or just worked with the clients that didn't have deadlines. So for, in the end, looking back, pretty much two years, I put my business on hold to help him. Now, I was lucky enough, again, in that situation that we had angels in our life because we didn't pay rent. I barely made any money. The, the little bit of residual income that I had built till this point was a nice Starbucks coffee, but it wasn't <laughs> with anything to, to really speak of. So if we wouldn't have had those resources, I wouldn't be here. Even right. after he passed away, I had friends that found a house with me where there's a granny flat on the downstairs. I got to live in it. I got to rebuild. I got to do all of this. And looking back, it's like, thank God he had that community. I don't know if I would have had that impact. And I'm like, I'm German. I like to have a retirement account. I like to have insurance for things. I like to have safety. Right. As much as I love entrepreneurship and the possibility it brings, the safety of knowing you can take a chance, you can take a risk because you have something to fall back on just supports the entrepreneurship part of things, right? So right. again, I was lucky enough to have those resources. A lot of us don't have those resources. And that's where that drive came from not just only for me, but for everybody else to find ways, how can you build a business that is sustainable, that when the stuff hits the fan can support you and not this whole hustle mentality. We got to work 24 seven. I'm like, I just turned 40. I don't want to work 24 seven. I live in San Diego. I want to go out and enjoy. Right. Yes. We all go through seasons. Don't give me wrong. Right. There's going to be seasons right. where we're going to work our booty off and we're going to be implementing and we're going to be scaling. But there also need to be seasons where it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go on the beach and put my booty in the sun for the day. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that you, the opportunity that you were given, had you not lived in the environment where you lived in and had the resources during Pete's illness, you would have had to work. And you would have missed the opportunity to care for him during his last years and be with him. And you would have had to make the choice mm -hmm. to put business over family. And you don't want ever anybody mm -hmm. to have to make that choice. We know, I know people 
who've been there and had to do that and had to keep working while their loved ones were in the hospital and were sick. I yep. actually know several. So, and, and some of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them just didn't have a high level of income to sustain one income falling away. So I love your mission. I love that's what drives you, right? And when I started my business, there were several people in my life that were single moms at that time mm -hmm. that also were entrepreneurs. And their drive was completely different from mine. I have a partner with a steady income. What I was doing was building and I had time, I had the space, I had the opportunity to build slow, which is great. But let's talk about scaling sustainably. What does that mean? Because I think this is a great lead in. What does that mean for somebody who wants to start a business or wants to have a side hustle, which we don't always advocate, right? Because you have a full-time job and then do a side hustle. But somewhere along the line, there's that risk. How do we, how do, how does, how does somebody get started? How do we do this? And how do we do this right? So let's start with a piece of sustainable. Um, when you watch entrepreneurs and let's stick for the full time right now we can we can come back to the side hustle because there's a little a bit of personality there happening too but when you're running a business um and you look out there for full-time entrepreneurs especially and we all know those numbers vary from west to east coast and, and central america and all of those But usually this pain point starts happening when you hit your first 100K year and you are ready to take this. Yes, I proved the concept. My business is working and you are ready to scale that. That's usually when this pain point is happening of being tired. You're working your booty off. You are trying to get people in. You are you are trying to what scale is. You are trying to scale your offers, scale your team, scale your operations. And more often than not, if you don't pay attention to the sustainability of that growth, you end up in a burnout. When you look out there, I have so many friends that built their business based on that burnout experience where this is fun. We love what we do. We put our passion in. We could do this 24-7. Doesn't mean we should. And they end up completely burning their body out to the point of where I have friends that spend weeks in the hospital trying to recover from that. Sustainably means you have the resources in place that you can grow your business how you want to grow it without that 24-7 hustle, without these, you have to put in the sweat and the work that we've been taught for years. And let's be honest, I am a recovering workaholic. Been there, done that, right? It's not sustainable. And just look at the last two years we've been through. You don't know what life is going to throw at you. And the nice thing that in this sustainability, sustainable, that also means you can easily adjust. And I know you're going to love that piece with your, ad, with your work in Agile, mm -hmm. where it's like, we need to be able to pivot. We need to be able to do things. So sustainably, not only means you are not working yourself into the ground, you actually get to enjoy your business right now. 
It also means you have the resources in place that allow you to easily pivot if something like COVID happens. That's really good point. And I, I love that because how many of us were caught unaware, caught in a position where mm -hmm. we didn't have an income anymore, where the job we thought was secure was gone, where the clients that we thought we had all went out of business. You can't, yeah. you can't get water out of a stone. I mean, if they're out of business, they're out of business. It doesn't matter if you have a contract, if they are, if they're gone, you yeah. can't, you know, even if you're sending them an invoice, you can't expect to get paid. So um, absolutely. So what does that look like? What does that look like to sustain a, you, you mentioned, you mentioned systems, right? You yeah. mentioned operational. So mm -hmm. is that, is that where everything is needs to start? So what, how I teach it is my SOAR framework. So we are pretty much from the beginning on, I would love, I would love for my clients to come in before they're in that pain point. So I'm on a mission to get the message out there before people hit that hundred K to implement it. But we do so by implementing the SOAR framework, which means we systemize things. Um, I have the blessing of seeing systems where other people see chaos. So mm -hmm. that's usually pretty easy for me to put things in bucket and see how they flow. There's a whole bunch of tools like mind maps and flow charts to be able to visually see how things are flowing so we can really systemize them. Um, and then optimize in a second, but systemize. We optimize that then. So once we got everything out of our brain especially when you are starting out, you are still a solopreneur, you are the CEO of your business, everything is in your head. Yes, I, I can't tap into that. Nobody can. So mm -hmm. the moment you are ready to scale and up level, you end up in that mess of it's in my head. Now my VA needs to do things. Now I'm spending time teaching my VA how I'm doing things, why I'm doing things, where I'm doing things then have them do it and then have it look over, you pretty much suddenly spend three times the amount of time than when you did it yourself. So systemizing, getting it all out of it, seeing it visually, we then optimize the things because often enough, once you see it visually, you can sort things around. When do we do what? How do we do it? Optimizing that flow. Once we got that cleaned up, we start automating and do not... Meep, meep, meep. Do not <laughs> lose your personality with it. I am a fan of automation to the brim. There is so many things we can do. Bring personality in your automations. Um, Kelly Nobuabella, she has so many fun bots. Bring personality in it. Make sure you are not losing the personal contact in the automation piece. But automate, especially when you're starting out, start out with the admin automation. There is so much data management. There is so many things that are happening behind the scenes where you don't even need to hire an, an online business manager yet where you can automate a lot of task assignment and regular recurring stuff. And then we need to rinse and repeat. And in the rinse and repeat mm. process, what we do is we also review everything. 
just because you build a system doesn't mean it works perfect. So we are reviewing how everything works. We are looking at numbers, but we are also going through a process of future proofing things. Meaning we have systemized the things, we have optimized them, we have automated we are getting ready to start over and make sure everything is running smooth. But before we do that, we sit down as a team and we are like, what would happen if we suddenly double, triple, quadruple our client load? Mm -hmm. What would break? What if the world suddenly stands still? Can we pivot? What would we need to do? What would break? Ooh. What if my team suddenly is just half the size because COVID hit the world and people get sick? So in that rinse and repeat step, we are also reviewing everything and future-proofing it to really proactively figure out what would break in our business before it happens. Ooh. Is it completely bulletproof? No, because we are just playing through the possibility of what happens when. But you are already setting yourself up for success by running through this future-proofing process. Because more often than not, when we are getting ready to scale or when we are growing, we are in action mode. We are in Ooh. doing. We are in reactive mode to the things that are happening in life. So sitting down, even if it's just once a quarter, and playing through this mind game of what would happen if you now suddenly switched from being reactive to being proactive. Mm. You are completely getting out of your everyday of client delivery needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen, to prepping yourself for scaling. And then we start from the beginning. Now, our SOAR framework, we work through three different areas in our business. One is our programs. So pretty much just the implementation piece on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One is our processes. So how are we doing things? What's happening in the company? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other one that's often forgotten is people. Mm. our weakest link as much as i love my team as much as i love people our weakest link is usually the human mm. yep they you can't plan what they're gonna do COVID hit the world they're getting sick their kids are sick they are not going to be as motivated there there is trouble going on just on the other side too where it's like they are getting married. They are moving somewhere else. They're excited. There might be might be somewhere else, but also as simple as simply how they process information. You can scale and systemize people. Sounds really bad. I know. I know. I know. I know. Scale and systemize people. Mm, that is a quote. This is, this, this, is how, this is how much my brain works in systems. I love it. But just think about it. How many people out there are in a job they hate for whatever reason? They're not going to be motivated to work. 
they're not going to be motivated motivated to bring their best self and deliver the best work possible. Mm -hmm. So if I quote systemize people and I really drill in and I really care about people and talk with them and figure out what drives them, how are they making decisions? How are they processing information? And I adjust their position accordingly and I support them in that. Now, suddenly you went past the, I don't have motivation because I care about you. Mm, I care what happens in your life and let's adjust your position accordingly. That's wonderful. Well, I, your SOAR framework is fantastic. As soon as you mentioned it, I was trying to figure out what the letter stood for. And the one that surprised me the most was automation, but I totally get it. So I, I would love to learn more. So we are at 20 minutes into our podcast, into our live show. Where can people find more of Evie? Where can they find more of your program, uh, SOAR, uh, work with you? Tell everybody how to find you. So I am online pretty much as Ask Evie. That's A-S-K-Y-V-I. You can find me anywhere. And if you are interested specifically in that SOAR framework, I do have a webinar for that that you can find at askevie.com forward slash SOAR. There is a little webinar where I'm talking through the whole process in detail as well as a workbook to download and implement it yourself. That's awesome. I will link to that in the podcast. For those of you who are listening, I will link to that in the description of the podcast. And for those of you who are here live, I will go ahead and put the link in the comments in just a minute. Um, Evie, thank you so much. We do have a fire, a rapid fire round that I forgot to tell you about. So I have three questions for you. Bring it on. Photos or videos? Video. Group hangout or a one-on-one hangout? I like the energy of small group hangouts. So I'm 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 still I'm still in the aftermath of cancer being just home and COVID of I'm not great at huge big masses. Okay. But I love the bouncing off and energy that's happening in like groups of like five people. Okay, awesome. Interviewer or interviewee? <sighs> right now, interviewee. Okay, awesome. Well, for those of you who are here live, I want to thank you for being with us. I see Deb Mitchell's here. She's waving to two of her favorite people. That's awesome. If you watch this on the replay, do not forget to put that in there. If you want to uh, meet up with um, Yvonne, ask Evie um, online. She's everywhere. Um, And Yvonne, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I absolutely love this. I think that scaling sustainably is something that a lot of us can benefit from because we have just been told to hustle and to move mm-hmm. forward and just work harder. But you know, you're telling us to work smarter with a framework. Yeah. So absolutely love that. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. And um, I'm going to go ahead and, and do our little jingle and say goodbye to you. I will be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talk. And thank you so much for everybody for being here with me today. Thanks so much for having me. Oh,